Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Kim Christensen. I wanted to tell you about something that happened last week. I had the privilege of attending a new entrepreneur event last week. And always, I'm so impressed with the innovation and the diligence of new entrepreneurs. So inspiring to me. And that's why I love going to these events. In my mind, it takes a lot of courage to try something new, particularly if you've reached a certain level of success in your working life so far. Venturing out of that comfort zone and trying something new takes a lot of courage. So what was clear is that these people, and probably most of the entrepreneurs that I meet and work with, they all typically share a passion for what they're doing. They use this passion to funnel their persistence, their business, and their desire to help other people. I think it's this passion that keeps them going when things get tough. And it inspires them to bring their product or their service to the marketplace and do it in a way that really aligns with them. And it also really helps them to get over challenges. I know this is true for me because there are a lot of challenges. What's most interesting when the subject turns to the topic of challenges is that More often than not, they cite the number one challenge in their business is working more than they intended to. All three of the panelists last week named this as their number one challenge. They acknowledged that they were actually working 60 plus hours per week. And when they weren't actually working, then they were thinking about their business even more than that. It's really no surprise. There is that myth out there that in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you always have to be working on call, always ready to respond to customers, always thinking about the business. It's easy to see why that might become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, especially when entrepreneurs are fueled by this passion that I talked about. They might not even see the overworking as a problem. Work becomes not just their livelihood, but it becomes their source of fulfillment, their escape, their identity. At some point, if they're not working, they start to feel restless and maybe even guilty or anxious. They worry that they're not being responsive enough, not creating enough value, not doing enough. And once you get on the treadmill of enough, it's very challenging to get off. It becomes this moving target that you're chasing, especially when there can be so much upside, the thrill of accomplishment, the enjoyment of serving, working in your passion, the energy of creating, offering it to the world. It can all be very, very enjoyable. And it can be a great source of validation, almost so much that it becomes kind of addictive. 
As far as addictions go, I've noticed that overworking is probably the most socially acceptable form of escape that there is. This can be true for both entrepreneurs and it can also be true for employees. I know that when I was working in finance, this was definitely true for me as well as many of my colleagues. I've met many people who have found themselves overworking in their jobs and not quite sure how they got there or even if they want to cut back. Because cutting back actually requires some level of discomfort. Even though they might say that they're really, really busy and stressed and overworking is taking a toll on their mental and physical health, when you want to cut back, it does require some discomfort. It requires us to slow down, to evaluate what we're doing, and take a hard look at what we're missing out on when we are overworking, which can be really uncomfortable. I always say that I didn't have an overworking problem. I had an underfeeling problem. It was so much easier for me to just dig in and do it myself than it was to let go and say no. I didn't have to face the void that the overworking was filling. Like anything else, it's about balance. It's very similar to overeating, I've noticed. If you're overeating, the solution isn't to stop eating entirely. It's the same with overworking. The solution is to take a look at why you're overworking. Recognizing that you do have a choice and agency around the number of hours that you work and why it is that you are choosing to work or choosing to think about work when you'd rather be doing something else. Like Greg McEwen says in his book, Essentialism, we can either make our choices deliberately or we allow other people's agendas to control our lives. <laughs> the irony there is that even if we're doing that unconsciously, it's still a choice. Telling yourself that you don't have a choice is the most disempowering sentence that you can tell yourself. Worse yet is actually believing that sentence. My preference is to always tell myself that I have a choice. I might not like the options, but I always get to decide what I want to do, no matter what the circumstances are. Believing that one thought, that one sentence can be so liberating. So let's take a look at overworking when you don't want to do it anymore. You're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, scattered, maybe guilty. You've maxed out the number of hours you're willing to work. The key question is, what would you like to be doing with that time that you're currently spending on overworking? Having a reason to stop overworking that is just as compelling as the reason that you are currently overworking is an important first step if you're interested in cutting back. For me, I wanted to develop the relationships in my life. What I found was that the one that needed the most work was the relationship with myself. I noticed that it, I was really good at performing at work to receive recognition and validation from others, but I wasn't great at creating that for myself. The side benefit of developing that relationship with myself is that I learned how to appreciate myself more in and out of work which made both areas of my life more enjoyable. 
It was no longer a matter of escaping into work or escaping from work. There wasn't any need to escape at all. Because at the end of the day, what I was really trying to escape was my thoughts about myself. So if you're interested in cutting back on work, or even just cutting down on the amount that you're thinking about work, but you're worried about the possible impact to income, I want to assure you that it is possible to work 40 hours per week and sustain your current levels of income. In fact, I've noticed that for those people who do cut out the busy work and the more strategic and focused they become, the more their income increases, not decreases. This all stems from this outdated notion that we get paid for our time. So we end up trading hours for dollars. However, in reality, we get paid for the value that we create. The value that we create has very little to do with time. If I can teach you a practical strategy that you can implement into your life right away, if I can teach you that in 20 minutes, that's actually more valuable to you than if I were to teach you that same strategy in 30 minutes. So that becomes the answer to overworking. We focus on creating more value for our colleagues, for our customers, for our employer, not just a focus on putting in the time. Regardless of the work that you do, the key question to ask yourself is, what is the value that I'm creating for my employer or for my customers? How can I create that same amount of value in less time? It's fascinating that once we start to really drill in and focus on creating value, how much of the activities that we are doing aren't creating value. That's the magic formula. Stop focusing on time and start focusing on value. The beautiful byproduct of focusing on value is not just that it allows you to become more focused and efficient. It also gives you a direct link to your income. If income is a function of value offered, then it becomes a lever that you can press to increase your income. Understanding what your employer and customers are willing to pay you for gives you a direct path to generating more income. It shifts your income earning potential out of their hands and back into your hands because you get to control what value you create. The final benefit is that you are shifting your focus from I am valuable because of the work that I do to my service or contribution is valuable. This shift, this very subtle shift in perspective can be the key to unlocking your overworking problem. Recognizing that your value as a human being has nothing to do with how much you work or don't work. That can be life changing. It gives you the license to show up to your work simply because you are passionate about creating value rather than as an exercise in proving that you are valuable. It allows you to enjoy your work rather than have it define you. If you would like any further information on how to stop overworking, please see my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca. Thanks everyone for listening and I hope you have a great week. Thank you.